0: Welcome everybody to season three, episode four of So Strange. I'm your host, Andy Myers. I'm an author and a paranormal researcher who is joined today by a very special guest who's going to share with us some very unusual experiences. So I'd like to introduce everybody to Ellie. Thanks for being on the show, Ellie.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. So where to begin? Uh, you know, do we do the <laughs> lay on, lay on the couch? Tell me about your childhood. Do we jump straight into yes. a ghost story? Yes.
1: Um, it started in 1984. It started in
0: 1984. Um, <laughs> I was in a very dark place and then I saw yes. a light. <laughs> um, no, The first thing that comes to mind is this story. And I'll never, I'll, I remember where I was when you called me, when you dropped this story on me. I was in my basement, yes. mid mid workout, got off my elliptical machine. And i I thought <laughs> something tragic had happened because I could tell in the tone of your voice, something had occurred. Something was amiss. And yes. it was something that actually happened in, in your work environment there at, at the the collective, as you refer to it. But can you walk us through the the odd happenings of that day? And and you can leave out whatever details or names that you would like to, but kind of put us in that in that situation. What was it like that day?
1: Yeah, uh, still I can remember calling you because it was that uh, bizarre. It, it was one of those things where I I kind of looked over and I'm like, I gotta call Andy because it was just so unreal, and I. Couldn't, I couldn't even place where my energy was and, like, anything about it, actually. But uh, I just remember, okay, so we were at The Collective, which is a, it's kind of an oasis for beauty services, um, skin, hair, massage, everything. So, as you can imagine, this place, it's very open. Everybody's welcome uh, to come in. We sometimes know our guests. Sometimes we're meeting new people for the first time. And this day... Um, one of our collective members, Haley, who is um, a wonder, wonderful soul. She's beautiful. Um, she is our skin expert. She actually does a lot of um, facial massage, lashes, that kind of stuff. Um, but anyhow, she had a guest in there and she had told Haley, um, the client had said, or the guest had said that there would be somebody visiting our space. I guess this person was an intuitive reader or some kind of... Um, spiritual portal, whatever you want to call it. Um, she had told Haley that there's going to be somebody in and she referred to her as like a devil woman or something of the sort, just a weird energy coming to visit us that day. And we thought nothing of it. We're like, okay, whatever, what's new. (laughs) So, uh, and then I had a guest in my chair that was brand new to me. Um, she had said in her message notes, very long hair, new guest, Um, from California and I thought oh cool I'm from California so um, I was really excited to meet her she walks in and immediately my sister Heather who also is a member of the collective looked at me and said "Um, are you okay and I was like yeah I'm good why what's up well I turned over and I looked at my new guest that's in there her name was Sarah and she looked to me like somebody something I had never seen she was very Placed, And by that, I mean she was very, by the book, how a human would be described like a long-haired mannequin or, yeah, mannequin. Very mannequin-esque. Um, anyhow, we get to talking. I start doing her hair, and she is just kind of picking up objects in the collective, like a pillow, and would kind of look at it like, what is this contraption, you know? And... <laughs> Um, and just getting to talking, I said, so you're from California. She's like, yeah, where are you from? And I said, well, I'm from California, um, San Diego. And she's like, oh, my gosh, me too. So everything I said, you know, I had a, a little sister pass away. Oh, my God, my brother died. That's crazy. We're the same. And every single thing I said, she just had a response that was exact to mine, almost mimicked. And I didn't know that word until I talked to you, Andy, of course, that night that... It was just so bizarre but in the in the moment I wasn't feeling like she was repeating me I wasn't noticing it until later when all the girls in the collective that are, that work there that run their businesses there they're like that girl was weird she just kept like looking at things like the candle she would pick it up look at it not like you would if you were going to buy a candle or smell it or want to embrace it you know she would just pick it up and kind of look at it like it was so strange to her. So Almost
0: it was like just she bizarre. Was, but like she was I had to call it. you because... <laughs> well, I was going to ask... For the first time. Yes. Yeah, she was seeing it for the very first time. And in the moment... Sorry to interrupt, by the way. But in the moment, um, you didn't realize no, that no, she please. was mimicking or mirroring you. But it, it, it seemed like... Uh, you know, did it seem kind of fake in hindsight, like the fact that she was basically just copying everything that you were saying to make herself more relatable to you almost?
1: Yes. So in our profession, too, in the beauty industry, we are, we're very gravitational to people that need our, our need us to calm them or feel, make them feel, you know, like this is their escape from their own realities. You know, it could be a busy work day with kids and then they finally get a two hour break to get their, their head massaged or get, you know, just to get a facial or something where they can escape their own reality. She made me feel like, um, I don't know, just that she was bragging about certain things too. Like, oh, I just bought my daughter this $68,000 car cash and whatever. And then you just told me that your brother died and you're struggling. It just seemed like everything was kind of like everywhere, you know? and. I can't really describe it. It was just the most bizarre thing. And the, the, the to tip it off, I could not feel my energy. And that's weird for me. Because I can usually place myself and say, Okay, keep you know, keep going with this and, and keep her calm and whatever. I felt nothing. I mean absolutely nothing. And I think that's why I when I text you I said, I need to run something by you. <laughs> can I call you? <laughs> and that's what it was. It was that I had nothing. I had no energy, I had no like I almost felt emotional towards it, it, her, uh, I I can't explain it. Yeah. It was just unexplained until we discussed that maybe it was, um, what, what did we decide?
0: Well, my first encounter with, um, (laughs) somebody not from around here, you might say. Yes. You know, and I think
1: that made more sense is that.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's almost in the wheelhouse of like those, you know, men in black type situations where, you know, and it's funny because she herself seemed a little alien. But you have these, you know, these decade long encounters with these men in black characters. So somebody has a alien or UFO experience and, you know, men dressed in black suits show up at their doorstep uh, almost to persuade them that they didn't see anything. They didn't hear anything. There was no spacecraft in the air. But it's almost like the men in black characters seem alien themselves, almost like, OK, their eyes are where they should be. They have two arms, two legs, etc. But they almost seem like uh, not organic. They, they almost seem like they don't belong in a human body. They're, they don't have familiar yes. cues and social etiquette. And so she's she's hitting all the markers. And it, it is kind of funny, though, in the moment that you as a very intuitive person yourself, I, I have to say, You're you're very you you are very comfortable in your own skin. You're very comfortable feeling energies, and you said you couldn't feel your own energy. Almost like yeah, it makes me wonder if you like you were wrapped up in her energy field, and and you almost lost lost sight of your own perspective. If that makes sense,
1: yeah. You know, in the craziest part, you just brought me back to that day. I remember she had said, um, I sat her down after I put her color on, and I said, hey. Um, I don't know if you're okay with this or not, but I'd like to go out back and have a smoke. So if you are not okay with smoke or, you don't, know, you know, you're allergic or whatever, like, I'm not going to do that, but I just going to go step out if you're okay with it, whatever. She's like, oh my God, no, I'll join you. And she said, what do you smoke? And I said, well, um, like cigarettes or you ask, me like whatever? And so we joked a little bit. I said, she goes, oh, no, 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 cigarettes, for sure, for sure. And I said, okay, well, I smoke Marble Lights. And she was like, okay, and I have one. And I said, yeah. So we went outside, and inside, my sister was talking to her about how flawless she was. She was just, like, gorgeous, and her eyes were almost transparent. Um, and we just kept talking about, you know, she needs to get a lash lift from Haley. They're just wonderful. It brings out your eyes, this and that. So when we went outside, and she was kind of stepping into the sunlight, I was cold, then I remember trying to rush the smoke session, but she just stood there. And once she hit the sunlight, it's almost like she pulled her mask down, like a physical mask for COVID, whatever. Um, she pulled it down to smoke, and it was like almost leather in the sunlight. It was the craziest thing. I just remembered that now that that was the part that shook me the most, because when we came back inside, it was back to, like, flawless.
0: So she had a flawless so I, complexion. I remember
1: telling you, yes.
0: But in the sunlight, oh, I forgot
1: about that part. That's so crazy.
0: But in the sunlight, it's almost like, it's almost like she wasn't meant to be in the sunlight. You know, it, it, it like altered her appearance. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this flesh yes. suit of a body that she was wearing uh, had been exposed. Almost. That's it's bizarre. Yes. I, I was going to say, didn't she offer to pay you something ridiculous yeah. for like the for one cigarette? What did she offer you?
1: Or buy oh. me ten bucks? It was ten bucks. Ten bucks for yeah. one cigarette. Almost like, yeah, almost like as if somebody teaches you, um, you know, when you go, like, let's say when I was younger, I remember going to the Philippines and my mom was like, always keep this many pesos in your hand because then you can skip through customs or then you can do whatever. It was almost like she was taught the one thing. So if somebody says cigarette, you bring up $10, you know, like almost a played out speech prepared, you know, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, that, that is bizarre. <laughs> it's almost like, again, back to the fact she she wasn't used to functioning as a normal human in a normal society. You know, what is a pillow? What is a candle? How much does a cigarette go for? Yes. Um, it's, yeah. And now yeah. she wasn't, she was never like offensive or, or vulgar or mean, but she, it seems like she made you uneasy at the, at the very least though, right?
1: Yeah, like you said, not aggressive, not hostile, not very um I mean I guess that's why I couldn't read my energy because I didn't know I didn't know how to treat her. If it was anybody else and they picked up a pillow and Andrea says to me, Why is she looking at the pillow like that? You know, anybody else, I'd be like, Are you okay? Or do you you know, you need a minute or whatever, but her I was just like, I don't know, let her look at the pillow. That's weird. I couldn't read anything that I was feeling.
0: Well I guess I'm not
1: explaining it It was the most bizarre day. Oh and then the men in black thing. That's what you brought me to. So when that first client that had told Haley, you know, you're going to meet somebody today, whatever she was just getting ready to leave after my guest had left. We have two doors. One is the main middle door. And one is the door where we first opened the collective. And the guest was on Haley's side over here where I am. And Haley said, okay, thanks for coming in. I'll see you next time. So the lady standing here, and instead of just going out the door, she kind of waited, lingered a little bit, and walked out the far door, almost like erasing what we had experienced and take the energy with her, or took it with her, you know? That was the most bizarre part, too, because it was almost like she erased what we all experienced then, and it was just like, did everybody, were we all, am I alive? What happened? <laughs> It was so I,
0: weird. So everybody was feeling Bizarre. the the energy shift and everyone felt a little like, what the heck just happened there? So, sorry, we have a little, little bit of a lay, uh, lag or delay here in, in our communications. Okay. <laughs> but I was going to say this whole story kind of reminds me of a men in black encounter that I have in one of my UFO books behind me on the shelf. But it's this case where a lady saw, it was a girl, actually a teenage girl. Her parents were out of town at, at a dinner party. And she had seen some weird like lights, you know, uh, recently floating around her neighborhood. And as men in black and a business suit arrives, everything about him seemed off. His complexion seemed like it was painted on white makeup that was actually sweating off from the heat. Mm -hmm. He walked in kind of a jerky robotic motion and she only let him in, which is a big no-no if you're a teenage girl letting a strange guy in your house. But she only did because she thought he'd collapse on her front porch from from heat stroke. So she let him in. Mm -hmm. He asked if he could see a glass of water. So she said, yeah, sure. I'll get you a glass of water. She handed in the glass of water. He literally just looked at it for like 30 seconds and then set it on the counter without taking a sip. So when he That's said
1: exactly it,
0: I mean, like he had never seen it before. He literally yeah. meant, can I see a glass of water? Not can okay. I drink it? Um, so I don't know. Maybe those two are cut from the same cloth. The, the weirdest part of all is how her skin seemed to change when it glistened in the sunlight like that. So you eventually shook that off. Probably will never forget it though. And has she ever been back to the collective yet?
1: So she hasn't been back. Um, she did email me that same day and said, like, I love you. I love your space. Uh, thank you for welcoming me. Um, God, I wish I could find it. I don't know if I still have it. Yeah. It was very like as a, as a normal guest would come in and be like, Oh, Ellie, we love your space or Haley's So amazing you know, Andrea's great. We love being in the collective. That's normal. This, like, I love you. Thank you for welcoming me. It was kind of like a send off. I imagine like a a peace sign, like until next time, you know, (laughs) it was, it was totally bizarre, especially because like Andrea, she is the one in the collective that can literally, not deal with feeling weird at all. And she's the one that noticed the pillow. Haley is the one that will pick somebody up and be like, mm, not for me. Keep me away from that one. And then I'm the one that's like, no, let's embrace everybody. Blah, blah, blah. And Andrea's like, why was she stared at that pillow though? <laughs> <laughs> so it was just, if all of us felt something, it was bizarre.
0: Yeah. <laughs> About that pillow though, man, just can't get over the pillow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch this to you. I'm gonna lob this in your direction. Um And this is tinfoil hat. You got a tinfoil hat, ladies and gentlemen. Put it on right now. <laughs> I'm wondering. Maybe I don't know, Ellie. Maybe you're not from around here. Have you ever thought maybe she was a cosmic sister from some other place who is just rendezvousing to check on you? I, I, I don't know. You hear about? It? We we covered this on the show a few episodes back. We talked about star seeds. You know, people who are highly advanced, highly intelligent, uh, you know, emotionally deep, basically an old soul that feels like they don't mm-hmm. truly belong on this planet. Like they were just dropped yep. off and they're like, what the hell's going on on this planet? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe she comes from your home planet.
1: Okay. So that is a very, very, very super, super loving, loved topic by me. I love starseed research too. But uh, I also thought during your past lives event the other night, That maybe it's also she, she or others are from a past life or a past life that we had on another rock. You know, there's there's no telling where she came from, where I came from, anything. You know, and I know that I am definitely a star seed of some sort, but I don't know what she was. And maybe that is a maybe that's the cool outcome of this is that she's a familiar seed that was reminding me of something you know what i thought was weird was what she was like did we do this all the time <laughs> right. we stare at pillows all the time
0: on our own planet we stare at pillows that's what we do to pass the time It's like playing baseball yeah. or going to a concert we look right? at
1: cups of water
0: <laughs> uh, well hey next time if she comes back to uh to your plays you you got me on speed dial you don't even need to call me just send yes. a text we'll, we'll have a code yes. word Code word, yep. uh, you know, pillow. If you text me right. pillow, I will be hello, there in a heartbeat. <laughs> That's all she needs is a weird podcaster shoving a microphone in her face, asking her questions yeah. about her home planet.
1: Where are you from? <laughs>
0: right. She's like San Diego. What?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Um, okay. So that was weird. Um, and then the other day you mentioned maybe not as extensive of a, of a sighting or experience, but something about a, a dark figure or a hooded cloaked figure or or a shadow apparition what what was that all about
1: so yeah i I was just feeling um just hanging out with a girlfriend of mine talking and i kept seeing this floating figure um it was almost like a indian style position it looked like just a hooded face but the face was blank and it was black um what is that grim reaper is that what that is like the Oh Yeah, yeah uh, almost like that, but it wasn't scary. It was very much a, like a welcome shadow. It was like, hey, do you see me? Hello? Like, it just kept bouncing, and then I'd close my eyes, and I'm like, okay, what is that about? And i look again, and there it is again. I'm like yeah, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so it just happened three or four times in that one sitting, and since then, I have literally seen it maybe four or five times every day since then. And I don't know if it's like shadow work or, you know, we could go on for days about what it could be, but it was not aggressive. It was not um, scary. At first I was like, Oh, is this supposed to be creepy? Or is this like a message or what is it? You know, but I could not make out a face. I could not make out any colors other than white it was outlined in white fluorescent in a black circle for a face. It was just bizarre. I still don't know what it is,
0: but you're still seeing it semi-regularly. Yes. Yes. Well, I always say ghosts and spirits are not conveniently color-coded. <laughs> they aren't, which means if you see a black shadow figure, it doesn't mean it's negative. Uh, if you see a white shadowy yeah. figure, it doesn't mean it's positive. You know, if you see a rainbow one, doesn't necessarily mean they're gay-friendly. You know, they're not conveniently <laughs> color-coded. Um, and the fact that it's not aggressive is the most important thing. And the fact that you're still able to function as a, as a normal human being, that's important as well. You know, but I feel like more often than not, a spiritual presence can and do take the shape or rough appearance as to who they were in real life. You know, I personally have friends that in the fall, they love nothing more to throw on a hoodie, pull the hood tight over your head as you're going for a walk. So who who knows? Maybe this is a, could be anything, could be a guardian angel of somebody who just liked to wear a hoodie. (laughs) But regardless, he or she is keeping their distance. And, you know, I figure if you can function, you know. Go about your day.
1: You know, and it's always behind the person I'm talking to or above. Yeah. yeah I haven't look, seen him yet. Okay. I'm looking over <laughs> my around. shoulder.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've had enough paranormal activity in my house for yes. one week. Thank you very much. Um, well, keep us updated on that. Uh, and maybe my advice to you and everybody listening, if you do have a, you know, a paranormal encounter, whether it's a shadow figure, a grim reaper type figure, or you know, maybe a ball of light floats through the room. You know, spirits can take that form too. Maybe maybe try talking to the presence, Ellie. Say, hey, I can see you. What's up? Who are you? You know, keep it open-ended and, and friendly. And uh, who knows? Maybe you won't hear anything back, but maybe you will. And if you do, maybe it's auditory, out loud with your ears, or maybe it's more internal, you know, like a subconscious intuitive connection. Yeah. Is there anything else uh, digging back into your miscellaneous junk drawer of paranormal happenings? Is there anything else you might want to share on the show?
1: You know, I was going to tell you. um, The only other time I've seen an Indian style seated person, um, it was in the Philippines. I think this was 2005 ish. Um, My uncle had passed away, which I'd never I don't remember meeting him my entire life. Um, They say I have. Who knows? Um, but I remember sleeping in my aunt and uncle's room, which would be his room that he had passed, whatever. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night and kind of rubbing my eyes and seeing this gentleman at the end of the bed, sitting in the in style, kind of with his, kind of like that thinking position where their head is on their hand. And, um, then I thought to myself, okay, I don't think anybody should be in my room. I locked the door whatever. So I closed my eyes again and I got back up and the figure was gone. But I decided to go to the bathroom, which was directly across the bed, and I was forced to move around this where the figure was sitting. It was almost like the energy was still there, but he wasn't, or he, the physical sight of him was not there. Um, But I remember feeling extremely heavy, extremely sad, almost like I could cry, like I had just lost somebody, you know. And I don't remember if it was like his sadness that I thought I felt. Or if it was my own or whatever, my cousins who had lost their dad, I don't know what it was, but I specifically remember having to walk around the sanity like I could not go through it. And so I know that he was still there and that happened probably the almost majority of the two months that I was there. I'd see him so often in and- the same position all the time at the same time. It was like 444 in the morning or something. It's crazy. How, old- how old were you at the time? Um, well, thanks, Andy. Uh, it was, (laughs) so I was probably,
0: was it after the great depression or was it,
1: uh, (laughs) yeah, it it was before color TV. Okay. Um, (laughs) no, I think I was 20. Okay. Maybe 20. Okay. So what, let's do the math. I'm a hairstylist, uh, 38. So 20. Yeah. I was almost probably 1920. All right. Gotcha.
0: And you're younger than me, by the way, so I can bust your chops a little bit. I'm, <laughs> I'm the old fart on the show here. Uh, no, but, you know, it's, it's funny, though, because intuition is a thing everybody has. And in, in my opinion, in my observations, uh, children are the most psychic beings on planet Earth, particularly around the ages of three and four, where they have past life memories and they interact with spirits almost like the real people. But I, I've noticed some individuals do retain that uh, raw God-given intuition even later into life. You know, and sometimes it comes back full force, you know, when a person hits their 20s, you know, and life's busy and life's active. And, you know, you got high school behind you and it's almost like you're growing into who you're going to be. And, yeah, sometimes the intuition comes back full force and it can allow us to see deceased loved ones. And but, but kind of shocked he wasn't more mobile, always sitting cross legged with his, with, yeah. his hand, with his thinking hand on his on his face like that. That's interesting. The statue. Yeah, he's a statue. Well, <laughs> Uh, that's, that'll about do it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen, short, but sweet. And, uh, that pure nightmare fuel <laughs> regarding your, your visitor. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of that completely because it kind of, uh, the lady who came into your collective, you know, it's kind of in the wheelhouse of alien visitor, kind of in the, in the bucket of, you know, men in black experience, uh, regardless, it, it kind of gave you the willies and it'll stick with you for quite some time. Right.
1: Yes, Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, keep us posted if she comes back, Ellie. And uh, meanwhile, if you're listening to this, ladies and gentlemen, uh right now you can become a subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. And if you do, you can access part two of last week's interview with Christy Peterson, where she mapped out her alien visits her abduction experiences and uh, part two is a humdinger because this is where she actually takes the wheel of one of these saucers and zips around the sky. You don't want to miss that. You can listen to that and all, I believe it's 18 episodes on the bonus shows on the over on super strange. So that's in the show notes, but again, most importantly for this episode, Ellie, thanks for being on. Thanks for sharing those spooky stories with us and we'll have to have you on again sometime. Okay.
1: Yes, of course.